It is time for promotions here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show once again. And I want to start with my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Eastern Time Zone. And that is Nails by Amani, the best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She is once again the best nail technician in Atlanta, Georgia, inside or outside the 285 perimeter. Check out Nails by Amani today. Look her up on Instagram as well. All right. Let's not forget about the missus. And that is, of course, shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. And check out her newest business, the one that we all want to see prosper more than any of the other ones, quite frankly, and that is onlineandbeautyboutique.com. And that is O N L I N E B E A U T Y B O U T I Q U E dot com. The onlinebeautyboutique.com, heavenly hair, and little man. He checks out the show every now and again with some intro music, and that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in greatness, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. He makes music, and he also makes music for my podcast show. Check me out. I'm on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. Once again, that is at the Prophets Picks 2019. I'm on Twitter at Prophets underscore Picks. You can email me. Theprofitspicks at gmail.com and look us all up today. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned for the show coming up next. All right, the 145th podcast episode of the 2022 NFL season. We're at the halfway point. And this is Thursday Night Football Results Show. Good evening. 8.32 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Happy Friday. Grandma, happy birthday. Once again, for the final time on your birthday, on this Friday, October the 28th, 2022, it is the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour in the Mountain Time Zone, 6.32 there. The bottom of the 5 o'clock hour in the Pacific Time Zone, 5.32 over there. Family on my grandmother's side of the family in Watts, Washington in the great Pacific Northwest. What's up? It is one of your family members in the lineage of the Chambers and the Forces and the Bradley. This is JCF, the creator of the Prophets Fix Football Podcast Show on a Friday night, 7.33 p.m. here. Coming to you live from the Prophets Fix Studios forward slash media centers. I'm going to rush through this. I am starving and I really want to spend some time with my family. It's been a long, busy week. This is... Thursday Night Football Results Show. And it's going to fly by. Anchorage, Alaska, what's up? Aloha. 
Waikiki, Maui, Honolulu, as well as the World War II Pearl Harbor Memorial. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Results Show Series here at the Prophets Picks during the regular NFL season. We're on the road to Super Bowl 57 in State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. It will house the third Super Bowl in the last, what, 10 years? 15 years, possibly, give or take. And um, I was right on a Thursday night prediction. Two Thursday nights in a row, two weeks in a row. I've gotten Thursday night football correct last week. I said the Cardinals would beat the Saints, and they did 42-34. The final score was not even as close as the game displayed it to be. And on last night, it's Tom Brady, so it's always going to be close and Unfortunately for Brady and Giselle Bunchen and the kids that they have had together, it came out today that they were going to—they're going to go ahead and divorce after 13 years of marriage. Tom Brady wanted to play one more again this year. He did not want to be forced into retirement by an NFL franchise, or quite frankly, anyone from his family, even if that's in-house with his spouse. And um. He always said before he got married to Giselle Bunchen, let me throw that out there, that he was going to plan to. He was 45 years old. Well, Tom Brady is 45. And he won't be 46 until August of next year. So, as I said at the end of the Monday Night Football Prediction Show, I understand and can relate to where his soon-to-be ex-wife is coming from. I can understand and relate to where Tom is coming from. Cindy Crawford is still modeling for L'Oreal and and Maybelline in commercials. You can be a supermodel for a very long time. I don't want to throw age around because women, for some strange reason, are very sensitive, not just emotionally, but mentally, especially when it comes to their age. But the point that I'm making is aging like fine wine, Cindy Crawford Still modeling, dude. Literally still modeling. And Tom Brady can only play for so long. So I'm making an argument to the court of public opinion. I don't have the insights to their marriage. But I do know for a fact, Tom Brady said long before he met Giselle Bunchen. He was going to play to 45. And the way the season is going, the main distraction that he's had has been trying to work things out, trying to compromise. I've been married for 18 years. There's got to be a middle ground in marriage, right? In any relationship, friendship, workship. I mean, with my current boss, we're not romantically involved. We don't even see each other. Quite frankly, I work remotely from home. So does everyone from my company. But there is a work relationship there where her and I, we meet at a common middle ground. Same thing with my wife. We meet at a middle common ground. Sometimes she doesn't have to agree. She just got to pray that the right decision is being made that I'm making. Final say so is here. But at the end of the day, you got to compromise. You can't go and make major life-changing decisions without agreement 
with the spouse, whether that's the man or the woman. So at the end of the day, I understand where he's coming from. I understand where she's coming from. And I really feel that has been, besides injuries, a major distraction for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they went ahead and called it quits, unfortunately, once again, for them and their kids. I'm a product of a divorce household. And at the end of the day, it does affect your children. So I pray that things will be good for the kids, regardless of how long this divorce lasts or whatever is going on. But I do know, as it was reported by the media, they have called it quits. So getting back to the results show, my prediction was Baltimore 27, Buccaneers 20. I made this prediction back on Tuesday, the 25th, I believe it was, of this week. Last night, the Buccaneers lost 27-22. First downs for the Browns, beg your pardon, for the Bucks, 20. First downs for the Ravens, 27. Completions for Lamar Jackson, 27. Final score, 27. My prediction for the Ravens, 27. Man, this feels good to finally get back on a roll with my primetime predictions, at least on Thursday nights. Once again, I'm three and five on Thursday nights, three and four on Monday nights. Thanks a lot. Chicago Bears, or should I say four and four on Monday nights. Thanks a lot, Chicago Bears. Three and four on Sunday nights. Thanks a lot. As my prediction last Sunday night was Dolphins losing 1914 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that just did not happen. Let's go ahead and get through this results show really quickly. Cincinnati at Cleveland, Monday Night Football, Battle of Ohio, Part 1. Kansas City on a bye week in Week 8, and the Los Angeles Chargers on a bye week in Week 8. Two of the more exciting teams in the NFL on a bye week on the same week. The Bucks, 21st downs, 13 of the 20 through the air, 4 of the 20 on the ground. The Ravens defense made three penalties that awarded the Bucks offense first downs, 4 of 13 on third down conversions, 1 for 1 on fourth down conversions for the Buccaneers. 62 total offensive plays for 349 total yards in the game for the Buccaneers. That's rushing and passing. They had 10 total offensive drives, averaging 5.6 yards per play. Buccaneers had four penalties for 35 yards and a fumble that was lost in the game. Time of possession, 21 minutes, 37 seconds. Ravens had seven penalties for over 100 yards. That normally results in you losing the game but the Ravens didn't 27 first downs for the Ravens 15 to 27 through the air 11 to 27 on the ground Buccaneers defense made one mistake that awarded the Ravens offense a first down 6 of 13 on third down efficiency 0 for 1 on fourth downs but they didn't really need to convert a bunch of fourth downs in the game 74 total plays for the Ravens in the game 453 total yards in the game on 12 Total offensive drives averaging 6.1 yards per play. That's 453 total yards. Again, that's rushing and passing. Balanced offense, by the way. Over 200 yards passing. Well over 200 yards rushing. No turnovers. Time of possession, 38 minutes and 23 seconds. The Ravens in the first quarter was losing the football game. I was not feeling good about my prediction after the first half. 10-3 at the end of the first quarter. Bucks led. No points scored in the second quarter. I was like, okay, I think the Ravens are going to go into the locker room. They're going to make in-game adjustments, halftime adjustments. They're going to come out on fire. 
They did. Two touchdowns in the third quarter, leading 14 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and then scoring 10 more points in the fourth quarter and allowing the Bucks to score 12. A two-point conversion was tossed in there at some point in time. 27-22 was the final. Once again, I was correct. My prediction was 27-20. Baltimore over Tampa Bay. The omen in a negative light for the losing quarterback rears its ugly head yet again here for the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show. That is a quarterback that has 40 pass attempts or more is doing it in a losing effort. Sorry, Tom Brady. 26 for 44 was his completions to pass attempts ratio. 325 yards passing, averaging 7.4 yards per pass. He did not throw an interception. He was sacked three times for a loss of 20 yards. He did throw for a touchdown pass. His quarterback rating was low, 27.189.7 overall. I'm not even going to read the rushing stats. Leonard Fournette had a rushing touchdown. Pathetic on the ground. Mike Evans, six passes for 123 receiving yards, averaging 20.5 per. Chris Godwin, healthy once again, thank God. Six receptions, but for only 75 yards. Buccaneers receivers, backs, H-backs, fullbacks, tight ends, and halfbacks. 26 receptions for 325 receiving yards, averaging 12.5 per, and a receiving touchdown for Julio Jones. D. Delaney, the DB, fumbled. He lost it, and it was recovered by the Ravens' cornerback, Kevon Seymour, formerly of the Buffalo Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Lamar Jackson completed 27 passes on 38 pass attempts. Paid a man. Due for 238 yards. Paid a man. Average 6.3 yards per completion, two touchdown passes, no interceptions thrown. Paid a man. He was sacked three times for a loss of 16 yards. Quarterback rating of 62. Overall rating of 104.9. Pay the man. John Harbaugh and owner of the Ravens, Stephen Bushcotti. Pay the man. A guaranteed contract. Pay him. Because he also ran the football last night. Nine times for 43 yards, averaging 4.8 per paid a man. Baltimore Ravens, Gus Edwards, 11 carries for 65 yards. He and Justice Hill returns to health on the football field, helping the rushing attack. 33 carries for the Ravens, 231 rushing yards, averaging 7 yards per carry. Rushing touchdown, wide receiver, not the running backs, not Lamar Jackson. Devin Duvernay, formerly of University of Texas, Austin, Texas, Pride. Of Austin, Texas. Isaiah Likely, I predicted it a few weeks ago, right? If he could get more opportunities, he would be on beast mode. And last night, he was on beast mode. Six receptions for 77 receiving yards, averaging 12.8 per. Not only that, Marcus Andrews went down with an injury, or should I say Mark Andrews? Marcus is the actual full name originally in the beginning of time with the names that was given to male boys. Anyways, receiving touchdown. For Isaiah Likely, Ravens, receivers, tight ends, fullbacks, H-backs, and running backs had a total of 27 receptions for 238 receiving yards, averaging 8.8 per reception. Two touchdowns thrown. That was Isaiah Likely and Kenyon Drake, formerly of the Raiders, Arizona Cardinals, Miami Dolphins, and Alabama. Crimson tie. Roll got dang tied. Mike Edwards, safety for the Buccaneers. 11 total tackles, 8 solo. The Buccaneers 
Devin White, 10 total tackles, 6 solo, 1 tackle for a loss as a team. 79 total team tackles, 54 solo tackles, 3 sacks, 7 tackles for a loss, 3 passes defense, and 3 quarterback hits. Defense did enough for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but not enough. They lost 27-22. As I predicted, they got 20 points, 2 points over 20, and their defense allowed the Ravens to get 27. So happy right now. I almost nailed this final score right on the head with the teams, right? Geno Stone, six total tackles, six solo, one pass defense. Demarion Williams, five total tackles, one solo. Ravens defense as a team, 52 total team tackles, 37 solo tackles, three total team sacks, five tackles for a loss, seven pass defense, six quarterback hits. Once again, Kevon Seymour had the fumble recovery, and I was right. My prediction, 27-20, Ravens over the Buccaneers. The actual final score was 27-22 in the seventh meeting of all time for the Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good luck to Bunchen. Good luck to Brady. Good luck, more importantly, to their kids that they've had together. And good luck to the Ravens and, honestly, the Buccaneers for the remainder of the season this has been the Province Picks Thursday Night Football Results Show. Told you it was going to be quick, right over 15 minutes. Everybody stay safe out there. It's time to eat one.